Talk of somebody's friends. Mark 11. Mark 11. The last Sunday we ended with something of importance. Tonight, believe that as many of us have been church to remember the point. The fact that you have to believe what? That it is so. Anybody? Alright. Act as if it is so. Say it is so. Believe you receive. Alright, so it's believe you receive. We're dealing with praise, God. Amen. I want us to see some very important words in the Bible when it comes to believing. Mark 11, believing, believing, believing. Thank you, Lord. Now, in Mark 11, Jesus spoke to a fig tree. Fig tree. They, they asked him how he did it, and he said, have faith in God. Now, Mark 11, from verse 23, says, For verily, verily, I say unto you... Can you read together with me? Want to go? Mark 11, 23, go. That whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into this... Alright, let's do that again. Want to go? Okay, stop. I know we're not all using King James or whatever version you have. Just read. Want to go? For verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, but shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said will come to pass, he shall have whatever. Alright. I told you last week that we need to count, if you use the King James, how many times the word say is mentioned. And we counted that and we looked at how many times the word believe is mentioned. But let's do that again. If you have King James, it will be easier. King James. Um, Now, Jesus started by saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, don't count that one. Alright? Count the remaining. One, two, go. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, but shall not doubt in his heart, but shall be that those things which he says, number two, will come to pass. Who got that? Let's do it again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say one to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, but shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he will come to pass, he will have whatever. How many times did the word of something that sounds like God say? How many times was he mentioned? Now, the word believe, how many times was he mentioned? Alright, so I told you last week that that means we could infer from scripture, you have to express your belief three times higher. You have to say, your belief must be expressed, must be said, must be vocalized. Many times you say, I believe, what I believe is inside me. The mountain is not responding to what is inside you. The mountain responds to what you say. And interestingly, Mark 11.23 does not tell us to pray about the mountain. You say to the mountain. Many of us love to pray. And it's nice. But understand the place of your words. Say to the mountain. 
What then is the mountain in front of you? Say to it. Say to it. Many of us talk about the mountain in the name of sharing our circumstances with people. But the fact that you shared it with them, you know, I know we all grew up by being, you know, told a problem shared is half solved. But sometimes a problem shared is a problem magnified. Because the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets. The bigger it looks. It starts looking much more insurmountable. Can I share it? Yes, with those that need to know. Those in authority over you. And even in talking about what's going on, you don't magnify the situation. Have you eaten? Oh no. Have you eaten today? No. When last you eat? Like three days ago. Oh, that means you need something to eat. Yes. You are answering the questions. Have you eaten? <laughs> if only you know what's happening to me. Eh? <laughs> when last you eat? Ah, when last? I wish I could tell you today. It's not today. I wish I could tell you tomorrow too. I mean yesterday. Yesterday. By the way, I'm standing right now. I just want to make the whole thing big. And people do that sometimes in the church also when it's time to share testimonies, like we call them. You know, if you tell them, one minute, if you ah, with everything God has done for me, one minute. But by the time you listen to what they call testimonies, it's not about what God did. It's about how the devil tried to, and everything the devil tried to, and what almost, it's always, you know, they feel until they tell us how bad the situation was. We don't appreciate what God did. But say, I, I've been out of job for seven years right now, but bless God, I have a job. We've heard the testimony. Praise God. Go and sit down. You know, people don't like that. The first job I got, after the first day that I resumed, oh my, just looked at me, she didn't like my face. She said, I should get out. Six months after that, in fact. Then it's more of a tale of woes, like they should do back then in all these um, home videos. You know, someone was sick, her husband died, her children died, she was poor, she was broke, she was... And then at the last, like, three minutes of the film, then God was able to rescue her, and then the movie ends, and I write, to God be the glory. And I asked myself, how exactly is God glorified in this entire movie? He's not. You only spent, if it was a two-hour movie, you spent one hour, 58 minutes magnifying the devil. You spent one hour to tell me, tell us how big the devil is. So, there are mountains. Jesus did not deny the fact that there are mountains. But he says, you will say to that mountain. Many of our mountains are not moving because we are not speaking. Many mountains aren't moving because we are not speaking. Many mountains aren't moving. Because we aren't speaking. You will say, these bills are paid. This body is healed. These debts are cleared. Whatever you need to say, you say to the mountain. I enjoy favor. You say to the mountain. I told us, I think that was about two weeks ago, if your faith cannot move your mouth, it cannot move your mountain. Oh, pastor, I have faith. It's inside me. If that faith is not big enough to move your mouth, then that faith is not big enough to move any mountain. Because your mouth must move for that mountain to move. Faith and confession, they go hand in hand. Faith and confession, they go what? 
What I simply mean is this. If you believe, therefore you speak. Do you understand that? Let me show you something close to that. Same, same principle. It's a law of confession. Still end up better. But we need it now. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans 10. Romans 10. Hallelujah. Romans 10. So let's say yep. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Let's go. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Now, verse 10. With the heart man believes, but with the mouth, with the heart man what? Believes. And with the mouth, that means if you believe, where is the place of believing? Heart. But the mountain responds to the mouth. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians 4. Now I also understand and must acknowledge the place um, where you have meditated to a point where things just happen. You know, and things begin to have a rippling effect without you actually confessing things. I understand that. I understand that by scripture very well. But the basic laws of faith and confession, even the school of meditation, Joshua 1 8, says this book of the law will not depart out of your... Aha! You will meditate on it. And the word meditation means to think and to speak. To mutter. You mutter it. You whisper it to yourself. So even meditation, before it can form completely in your heart, must go through... This is it. The, the manufacturing center is your heart. But for things to get to your heart, they need to go through your eye gate your ear gate and your mouth gate. Whatever you see consistently, and by see I don't actually mean see physically, I also mean to envision, to imagine. Whatever you see consistently, whatever you hear consistently, whatever you say consistently will find its way to your heart. And we'll get there in a minute. Because that's why, you know, I, I, at the beginning I said, yes, I, we, I taught you which is so, and I'm laying down the law of confession. You have to say but the say is hinged on something. 2 Corinthians 4. Are we there? Right. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. What does it say? Want to go? We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it's written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe. Alright, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every truth must be established. Is that correct? Alright, Mark 11, 23 says, You will say with your mouth, believing in your heart. Alright? It says you shouldn't doubt in your heart. So it means, what I have in my heart, I should verbalize. Is that okay? Just vocalize it. Say it out. Same for Romans 10, 10. With the heart, man believes. With the mouth, confession is made. Now we've seen it here. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13, it says, We have been... The same spirit of faith. 
according to what is written, I believe. Therefore have I spoken. We also believe. Therefore. So someone says, I believe. How do I know? What you say. In the realm of the spirit, your words are your home address. In the realm of the spirit, your words are your home address. Let me say it differently. Your words would always locate you. Your words would tell God where you are. The words locate you. Many people could pray and then set out on a journey. Suddenly they have a, you know, maybe the tire explodes or something and then the car swerves left, swerves right. Oncoming vehicles are being faced and all that. That is when you will know what is in the heart. Because the mouth will say it. Eh? That's when you hear, mommy, me. Which is interpreted as my mommy. <laughs> eh? That's when you hear, mogbe, moku. Eh? Mogbe, moku. That, that just means modern. Eh? <laughs> it means I'm in trouble. Eh, that's when, and that's when someone else is full of God's for they say, Life! Or they say, I cannot die. Or they say, Jesus! Eh, but even Jesus. There are different realms of Jesus. <laughs> you know, I talked something last Wednesday. I said, many of us, for us, the name Jesus has lost its efficacy because it has become an exclamation, a, you know, a, a sign of exclamation. You know, maybe I want to carry some, you know, I want to leave the pot in the kitchen and everything burns. And I just, Jesus! And then the angels go, mm-hmm. You know, and then you are going to the bus stop, you know, maybe like it happened to some of us, you know, when I was an IT, then there was that bus, you miss the bus. And then by the time you see the bus, you just go, Jesus! And you just go, hmm. You know, at those times, you're calling his name is not a release of faith. But Philippians chapter 2 says, ah, the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will come. So, why don't, you, why don't you keep the name and meditate on the power in that name so that when you need to use it. Anybody understand? So, many times when you hear Jesus, just religious. And that's why, you know, that's the fact that they call Jesus look like nothing happened. I, I heard the story of a dear man of God. Himself and his wife were traveling. It was late, late in the evening. You know, and then there was this very narrow bridge they needed to pass, and a truck was coming like it didn't have control, and the bridge couldn't take two vehicles. And the wife looked at the truck coming, and she shouted, "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus!" And the man looked at her and said, "Woman, once is enough." And I felt, even in the face of accident, he has time to correct that. His heart is at rest. Preached a message some years ago. It's called established heart, settled heart, the settled heart. Just what you know, forever, oh God, your word. Where? But the reason why we have challenges is because the word is not settled in our heart. The word is settled where God is. Well, it needs to work here, but it has to be settled here before it can work. That I told us on Sunday that we need to be away from religion. It's very polite to actually say to hell with religion. <laughs> It's not of God. Alright? We only have a form of godliness. We deny the power thereof. We really don't believe what we sing. We don't believe what we say. So come to church and talk 
church language. And when we get out there and face the mountains, we don't know what to do. Bible said there will be mountains. Jesus never promised you there won't be mountains. John 16, 33, we read it on Sunday. He said, in this world you will have tribulation. But, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have stripped it of its ability to harm you. So what do I do with mountains? You speak to mountains. What do you do to God? You pray to God. Do you understand that? And you have to learn this. Having prayed to God, face the mountain. You have some things to upset. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because your word says, and you quote, you know, the scriptures you have outlined to use in prayer, and I give you praise. Thank you because your word says this, and because your word says that, in Jesus' name, amen. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I say, haven't talked to God, face the mountain. Many mountains are not moving because we're not speaking to them. And you tell them to leave. Sickness. He said that in Mark 11. He says, you will say to the mountain, be removed. Be cast into the sea. You know, people have this mix-up between faith and medicine. They believe, when I'm in faith, I don't need medicine. When I'm using medicine, I don't need faith. If you're not feeling well, you could as well take medicine. Alright? I haven't in well over 15 years, because I've not needed it. And I don't think I might, you know. But if I have to, you know, but I don't think I might. I've had pains, you know my stories, I've shared some. Alright? But if someone else says, okay, take this, take this for this, I can now, I can indulge and take. I can. But what's my point? People now hear what you say and not, they don't understand what you are saying. I repeat myself. They hear what you say, but they don't understand what you are saying. Let me finish and I'll come to this. Alright, I'll, I'll say something about medicine. And while you're learning to develop your faith, which we've explained here before, you could as well take the medicine. But don't take that medicine and abandon faith. Pick that pill in your hand and say, I say to you, can we talk to drugs again? Yes, Jesus said speak to mountain. And he said speak to mountain after he finished talking to a tree. Did he talk to a tree? He talked to a literal physical tree. A three dimensional tree. He looked at one tree and he said to it nine words. No man eat fruit from you hereafter again. He spoke nine words. And the next day the tree was gone. So you can speak to tree, you can speak to mountain, you can speak to drugs, you can speak to car, you can speak to a house, you can speak to sheds can speak to something. How come we can speak to these things? Because the words you are speaking are from the parent's word that created them in the first place. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was out from a void. Darkness upon the face of the deep. Genesis 1 I'm quoting. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of water. Then God said, let there be, and there was, God said, God said, God said, God said, God said. So everything we have today is produced from the word of God. So everything we have today can still respond. So why can I speak to drugs? I can speak to drugs because drugs are from vegetations and all that. And these things are products of God's word. How come Jesus was able to speak to a tree? Because the tree came from the word of God. How can I speak to metal? Because metal came from the word of God. Everything in this earth came from God's word. Everything in this earth responds to God's word. So you hold the pill in your hand. 
Doctor says you will work. But I also say that as you go into my body, you work. Body, I speak to you. You respond to this field even as you respond to God's word. And I declare that you are healed. Amen. Drink it. And keep going. You do that for a while. After a while, you might not remember to take the pill. You're gone. You're, you're, you're fine. You've learned now how to walk by faith. Without crutches. Eh? But you can begin with this. You can begin. You begin. You begin. You begin. And after a while, you drop one. Then you drop the other. Then you can now. Pain hits your body. Doctor says it's fibroid. Doctor says it's tumor. And you're just going in the name of Jesus. You know? I love a man called Creflo. Eight dollar. The American preacher. Many years ago, he had prostate cancer. I got back home and told his wife for the next three days, I don't want to see anybody. Entered into the room, locked the door, had Gloria Copeland's healing school videos, had our robots videos on healing. Stayed there, chewing God's word, three days. Came back, went back to the hospital and said, Doctor, check me out. I said, I can't find a trace. I can't find a trace. Kenneth Copeland's granddaughter, one Christmas morning, was I've shared this with you guys for many years ago. She woke up in the morning. You know, she was acting so funny, so they rushed out to the hospital. When I listen to these people's stories, I listen to the story behind the story. Hmm? Who heard what I just said? I listen to the story behind the story. She was acting delirious, so we had to take her to the hospital. So I underlined that they went to the hospital. Can I co-plant? Just underline it. Just take notes. Sharp. <laughs> you know? But that doesn't remove the great man of faith. No. They took her there. You know? And they got to the hospital. This is where faith comes in. Got to the hospital. And he said, usually when anything happens to the family members, anybody around, whether you're in the house and it happened or not, they start calling them. Why are they calling them? Not panic. Everybody zero your faith in this direction. So as many people as could land, and I think she was one of the you know, little girls, they all like, so as many people as could land, they also were landing. They ran tests on her, they said she has Assyrian meningitis. And doctor, you know, while I think they were there, she heard that a kid died of that same, you know, Assyrian meningitis three days before that. Another girl, just the day before, was paralyzed. A mother heard that. You know, that's Kelly Copeland. So she turned and looked at her elder sister, Terry, and she said, Terry, I refuse to fear. Underline that again. It means she felt the fear. It means as good as the story goes, I am almost wanting to believe that my daughter is in trouble. But I underline, learn to listen to the story behind the story. That's how to grow. I refuse to fear. So it means the, the feeling of being afraid is not the crime, but don't accept the fear. You know? And Copeland said they attacked the hospital. And I said the doctor that usually attends to them, you know, there wasn't on duty, but was leaving, was around for something. So he told the doctor that was on duty. He said, this family is very insane. But you know something? They know what they are doing. Leave them alone. Because when they get to the hostel from the lobby, they are talking in tongues, speaking God's word. And they are even praying for people beside them. Then we attack. When we enter a hostel, we attack the place. You know, so they are not the sorrowful wait in the waiting room. So what is the doctor saying? The doctor enters and the doctor breaks on you. So even you that are looking from afar, you already know that the doctor is giving them bad news. You know, say, just let's go home. No, you attack. God has given us his word. He has given us his name. 
He has given us His Spirit. We are not helpless. We are not helpless. Alright? Supernaturally, because their faith was at work, they took the girl home that same day. People have died or whatever, whatever they had heard. That girl went home. But I love the story. The girl was less than 10 years old and she had been learning faith. She grew up in a house of faith. She left the, the, the hospital that day with the fact that one ear wasn't working properly any longer. So I think some things were already setting into her systems negatively. But they kept on speaking God's word together. Anytime the phone rings, the girl says, I'm going to answer the call. Less than 10. She picks the phone and puts it on the ear that she's not hearing well with. And she tells the person on the line, speak louder. You're not speaking loud enough. She doesn't say, I'm not hearing you. You are not speaking loud enough. She kept on exercising that thing. You know what most of us do? We'll put the phone on the other ear. This ear is paining, is paining me. It's, but you just did, I believe I received. It's paining me. So I can't, I can't hear well. So now put it on this one. You know, so that when this one is now healed. When? When it is healed. So when you hear stories, you underline. You underline the stories behind the story. Where, 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 what, can we, what can I learn? What can I learn? What can I learn? But faith without confession is not faith. If you believe, speak. So I'm saying also that, you know, maybe people hear what you're saying without understanding what you're saying. So I just finished teaching you that. Listening to the story. So it produces questions. Most likely as I'm teaching right now, you might have questions. So you said this. So you're wanting to learn. Not just, mm, he said it, I don't believe it. Or he said it, I just swallow it. No, I, I want to get that. So if you have to now send a text message, Pastor, I said this, I didn't really get that. Could you please exponentiate? You want to learn. You want to know how does this thing work. But faith, you have to confess. But let me say this now. Some of you remember that. Faith must be in how many places? Alright, so, but some of us don't know that. So I need to teach that. Bible says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. That's 2 Corinthians 4.13. Romans chapter 10 verse 10 says, With the heart, man believes with the mouth. Confession is made. Alright, then Mark 11 says, Whichever I would say to the mountain, be removed and the sea, that's that exact. But believe that those things which he said, one person has whatever he said. But you, you believe. So faith must be in two places. Faith must be in your heart. Faith must be in your mouth. Many people therefore learn the law of confession. So all they do is say. But what you say will not be powerful if you really don't believe. Who got that? What you say will not be powerful if you really don't believe. So, do you believe what you're saying? Do you? Do you? Do you? Mark 11, 23. So, just tie it up. Mark 11, 23. Mark 9, 23 says, All things are possible. Is that correct? To who? Now, could you... Let, let's do this. Could we spend some time meditating on Mark 9, 23? Just meditate. Every day... Okay, what does it mean to meditate again? I said it's to mutter and also to ponder. Uh, Mark 9.23, praise God. I cannot overemphasize the place for meditation. The place of meditation. Med- meditation is the mother of confession. Confession is inside meditation. Bible says out of the abundance of your heart. That, that, that is the one that changes things. So how do I now make my heart to abound? It's meditation. When I'm... For instance, when you, every day you start declaring, all things are possible unto me. Hallelujah. Amen. 
You're on your way to the office, all things are possible unto me. In between your working, you know, hours of the day, all things are possible unto me. Thank you, Lord, all things are possible. All things are possible unto me. All things are possible. On your way home at night, while on the bed, you wake up the next morning. The first week, it might seem as if you're just speaking mere words. But these words are not mere words. They are going into your spirit, man. Next day, next week, third week, fourth week. By the fifth week, sometimes the eighth week, some, for some people the second or third week, some people after three months. The fact that all things are possible to you starts arising inside you. According to Romans 4, which we'll learn better next week, the Bible calls it that you become fully persuaded. We'll learn that next week. Abraham was fully persuaded. All things are possible to me. All things are possible. Just say it every day. I've had to share with us. This, same, this was the first church auditorium we ever had as a ministry. This building. Aside from Mosun Weekly Fellowship. And we found this place. And then we started church from here. Less than 10 of us. Here. And I'll take a chair. Sit at the back there. Close my eyes. Open my eyes. Close my eyes. Open my eyes. And I'll be thinking on God's word. Speaking God's word. For a period of time. For months. My favorite scripture. Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord make it rich. That's no sorrow. I pace this floor. I've done six hours. I've done eight hours. Stretch. Pacing. Just pacing. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. I've done more. Back and forth. I could rest, sit for a while, relax a bit. I continue. Blessing of the Lord. People have to ask, what are the things that have helped your church to grow? Is it the handbill? Is it... You know, it, the, the first thing is the word. The meditation. The word. The word. The word. The word. Churches did outreaches like we did outreaches. You know? When we hit one year, we crossed to 100 people. We didn't do special handbill. We didn't do handbill for first anniversary. And people just flooded this place. How? It's just time in the word. Time in the word. Time in the word. Why should I meditate? Because this book of law will not depart from mouth. You meditate on day and night. That you observe according to all that you name. For then, God will make your way prosperous. You know he didn't say God. Then you shall make your own way prosperous. So when a way looks blocked, I can open the way. I know we say God can make a way where there seems to be no. No, God now says you can make a way where there seems by meditating. You will open the door where they say there's no door. You will make your way prosperous. Alright? You can, you can have baby by meditation. You can have promotion by meditation. There's nothing you can get. You will make your way. Someone also says, on meditation, blessed is the man that walks in the council of the God, not stands in the of sinners, not in the city of scrubbing, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In that law, he will meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He will bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves would never wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Meditation. Psalm 119 also tells us from verse 97 I am wiser than my teachers. I have more knowledge than the ancients. I'm wiser than my enemies because I meditate on your precepts. Then Paul now told Timothy, meditate on these things. Give yourself completely to them so that your profiting will appear. That means any man that meditates, he will profit. People might not see you meditating, but they will see you when you are profiting. You know? People might not see your meditation, but they will see your profiting. Do you understand that? They will see things happen. Do you understand that? Amen? So just read Mark 9 and then reflect. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's in Mark 9, Mark 11. I had to say that so we end with it. Mark 11, 23, 1, 2, go. 23, 24, 1, 2, go. 
Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall be removed, be cast into the sea. Alright, let's stop with that. Don't do 24. We'll do 24 with Romans 4 next week. It shall have what? Now say, I have what I say. Tell someone else, I have what I say. Now tell the person, I don't have what you say. I can't have what you say. Say, I have what I say. Say, if you say for me, it's good. But really might not get too far. But when I say what I have to say, believing that I have what I say, then I have what I say. Is that simple enough? Now just say something about yourself. We're done. Praise God. I have abundance. I do not lack. All things work together for my good. I'm the head, I'm not the tail. I flourish in all that concerns me. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord. Why would do that if you need an envelope? If you just receive from the usher, so we just do everything and close all together. I'm blessed. All my needs are met. All my bills are paid. Just say it. I'm protected. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. I have what I say. 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 Oh, I have what I say. I have what I say. Sometimes even before saying it, you just be saying, I have what I say. It builds your own. I have what I say. Thank you. I have what I say, so I say. Thank you.